Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been yeah, It's the Black Country Blokes Tune of Fat with me, Kev Dillon. Lee Cadman, Craig Pinches. And our special guest today is an up-and-coming star, yet another GB boxer, uh, Niall Farrell, who has always boxed from his, uh, his dad's club, Paddy Farrell's club, Second City, which is in Birmingham. So, first of all, Niall, thank you for coming on. Uh, no problem. Um, that, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's an honour to uh, be invited on. Now, you've had countless ABA championships. You won a silver medal in the European Games. And then shortly after... You've had this injury breaking your hand. So could you tell people about it, please? Yeah. Um, uh, 2017, I had a good year. Um, boxed in the Europeans, won a silver, boxed in the Worlds, got ranked 10th in the world. Look, it was all all good. But I've had this um, reoccurring hand problem, um, but I never knew what it was. Look, as any boxer, you have sore hands, your body sore 24-7, do you know what I mean? So I just, I just got on with it, which probably shouldn't have. So... But I carried on boxing. It kept getting worse and worse. Like the physios done everything they could. I was having scans after scans. Nothing was coming up. And, and I was thinking, oh, what, what's happening? But at the time, I was that busy with the boxing and boxing constantly. I didn't have a chance to sit down and think, maybe I should rest it or, do you know what I mean? So I was constantly fighting. Then I boxed um, in Turkey in the Amlet Comet and I had uh, four fights in four days. And... I won. I won all of them. Come out on top of the podium was unreal. But then as the days was going on, like, and I was fighting, I was struggling more and more to clench my hand. I couldn't couldn't do anything with my hand. I couldn't warm up on the pads or nothing. And I won one. I was buzzing, got home. And then um, I went to see a hand surgeon who I'd seen before. And he said, nothing's coming up on the scans. We don't know what to do. So then it come with the last option they told me when I first got it looked at was we'll have to have an operation, but you don't want any time out, especially when you, you're doing all right. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're on good form. Everything was going good. So worse comes to worse. And they said, we're going to have an operation. We're going to put you in, get it sorted. And that's that. And I thought at the time, I thought, okay, not the best of situations. We'll do what we can. We'll get through it and we'll come out better. I'm a positive person myself. So, and I got a good family around me and a good team, GB and that, and they all supported, do you know what I mean? So I had the operation, all went well. The surgeon said, yep, you're back on track. We'll monitor how you'll come up. We'll keep going as they do. So back up GB, done loads of strength training. I thought, perfect. I'm, not, I'm mainly known just to box them. I'll box people's heads off. <laughs> but now I can work on other things. My strength, I can work on other things, another strings to my bow. So doing loads of strength, lifting the best PBs, lifting 180 um, deadlifts, stuff like that, like proper strength. And I was thinking, like, this is a blessing. This is a blessing in disguise. So then I started well, sparring. Well, say that again, sorry. Sorry. So you've turned this this curse into a blessing, isn't it? This yeah. is what so many people go, they, they fixate on the bad thing. Because how many exactly. of us do we know someone down the pub and it's, I could have played for the Wolves and I twist my ankle and go, well, what did you do about it? Well, I give up. I yeah. give up. When it got too hard, 
Well, that, that's it, isn't it, Lord? So then obviously I'd done all this strength and got so much stronger. And then I started sparring again. I thought, all right, and I'm back. I'm sparring. I'm, I was buzzing. Like, it, it, you miss getting punched in the face. And as mad as that <laughs> sounds, <laughs> as mad as that sounds. So then I started sparring again. And just something didn't feel right. And I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I was punching with it. It was still a bit sore. But I thought, it's going to be like that. That's the way it is. It'll get better. So 10 months down the line, and I sat down with the coaches and my dad and that. And I'm saying, I said to him, it's not, it's not feeling any better. And then I had a scan on it and nothing was coming on the scans. And I had the heartbreaking news that the, I was going to have to operate again. And I was like, I, I, I was, I, I didn't know what to do. I thought this might be more boxing career over and done with before it's even started. Do you know what I mean? And I got, like, my dad was upset. I was upset. And he, like, he put, he put a, a downer on everything. And I thought, like, this, this is going to go two ways. It's either going to make me or break me. Because I thought this might be more boxing career done. Like, I might not be able to box ever again. So then, uh, me, me being myself, I'm quite a positive person and it, it took a lot. It took a lot. And thank, thankfully, I've got a good family behind me that have pushed me and they've supported me and GB have supported me massive. And now looking back, like it's still, it's getting there now. I'm literally just at the end. I'm Once this is all finished, all with COVID-19, I'll be back sparring and looking to get a fight date. And it's probably the hardest time I've ever had in my life because it's a time where everything's unknown. I might not be able to fight again. I might any anything could happen, and it's it, it's 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 challenged me. But at the same time, I think it's molded me into the person I am today, and that's the main thing about it. It's it's really like changed me as a person for the better, to be honest. But that's that's what that's what adversity does. People like a flower. The only way a flower can grow, yeah, we need the sun, but we also need the rain. We, we need that hard times. We need the sun, we need the glory, we need the success. But we need to know how we deal with it when our backs are against the wall. And that's what you're proving now. And that's why I wanted to get you on. But we, we were talking about, like, in two years' time, the Commonwealth goal, uh, Commonwealth Games in your own town. How, how exactly. good's that going to be? Every, like, everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer of that. And I think by the time like, Commonwealth Games is going to be massive, like me being a Birmingham lad, it'll be like a home show. The amount of people I'm going to get there is going to be crazy. And it's just great. It's great to know, like, even though I've had the hard times that when I when I do get back, but when I do get back fighting and that, it's, it's just going to make it that much sweeter when I get my hand raised. Because this whole time I've been injured, I've, I've trained, I haven't stopped waiting for a break, do you know what I mean? Waiting for it to get better. And that, that's what it's all about. Look, I'm, I'm waiting on it. And it, when it comes, it's going to be, once I'm back, I'll be back better than ever. And we've, we've loads of things to look forward to. Europeans, World, Commonwealth Games. Two years later, Paris, Olympics. You've got loads to look forward to. So I think that's the best thing about it. You've got to look look further on than what's, what's happening now. Because if you see what's happening now, you could, you could start thinking... With your All boxing career, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you know, your boxing was it always was it always your dad who took you in to the ring? Yeah, uh, no, I'm on. I've had 101 fights at this moment in time. Uh, oh, I've God. lost six. I've, I've lost 16, and like, obviously most of them, I think I've had about 30, 40 fights for probably 30 fights for GB around that. Uh, but obviously, all of them was was with my dad. They all took me into the ring and. 
like is the one the man behind the man behind me. He's pushed me to who I am today a lot more than anything. Obviously, when I was younger, he's kept kept me in the gym. Not even like forcefully. He said, if you want to, if you want to be a box, be a box. If you want to be a football, be a footballer. And, and he's supported me no matter what. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's that's what I'm thankful for because not everyone's as lucky as me. Do you know what I mean? My dad being my coach. It's, it's, you know it's, what that reminds me of? Um, sorry to interrupt. That reminds me like, is it Joe Calzaghe? And with yeah. the broken hand situation as well, because I know he suffered yeah. that and he's had his dad in his corner. So you talking reminds me a lot of Joe Calzaghe. Yeah, but, you know, it's crazy. He's one, he's one, he's one of my favourite fighters, Joe Calzaghe. Like, yeah. he, I do love him. And you know, it's mad, like, the, the companionship he had with his dad. Like, his dad yeah. had been there with him for everything. And it... I, it's mad. I do really love Joe Kawasaki. He's, he's, he's one of my idols. I love him. I, I think what's, what's interesting about that is his dad, he knew nothing about boxing. He was a musician. Um, yeah, I know. And, I, and like that, that's just mad. And he stuck with him. And, he, you know, he's undefeated, was he? Was he undefeated? Yeah, he's undefeated. Undefeated. Beat, beat some brilliant names. But, but it's, it, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That is crazy. But it's funny, you know, like some people I know, like uh, Richard Todd from um, Bell Green, he takes Jensen in and some people from our club. But I honestly think if it was more Jasmine she was going to box, I wouldn't like it. But you've got to realise it works for some, it doesn't work for others. But what I've seen, yeah. like, you, you've had your brothers boxing and your dad's a brilliant coach and a good, good bloke. Um, yeah. And you, you've dealt with that relationship, haven't you? Definitely. Look, look. Obviously, he's been all through with me. I've been boxing for England since the age of 14. Do you know what I mean? I've been boxing there a long time, but my dad's always there on the end of the phone telling me, who you're boxing, what you get, this is what you got to do. Do you know what I mean? As much as the GB coaches do, but look, always, oh, my dad has now got my two younger brothers. My one brother's had, I think he's had 20, and he's lost three. My other brother's had 27, lost four or, or five or something. And it just shows you, like, that what my dad's doing with us works. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's had how many, he's had 20 fights and he's lost three. Do you know what I mean? It's top records that ranked highly, both of them in the country. So it just shows you what he, what he's doing, what he's done with me isn't just, just me as a one-off. It's working on my brother. It's working the lads in the gym. We have lads in the gym that are unreal lads. Some, some, there's some of them that are six and seven. I'm thinking, wait till you're older, you're going to be unreal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember I remember a time you're you're one of your lads um beat one of our lads in the Midlands final. And I um I went over and if the lad comes over, I shake his hand and say, Good luck, good luck in the next round, bring him back to the Midlands. And your dad had six Midlands champions on that day. And yeah. I sent him a message saying, Good on you, Pad, bring him back to um back to the Midlands. And he sent me a private message saying, You're one of the only people from another club that are said congratulations. But my theory is in the Midlands, we should be pushing each other forwards instead of pulling each other back. And if I know you're better than one of my lads, I said, no, do you mind coming down and sparring with Osama? Because let's get the Midlands the best in the country. Because then yeah, we've we got the national finals, now, and the Midlands come away with two national champions. I know, I know, I know. We have, we have that much talent in the Midlands. It's 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 second to none. We really do, but... Like, like, like you saying congratulations to the lad, even though he beat your lad, it just shows you the love for the sport that you've got. Because even though it must be hard for you to say well done, but you're wishing that kid, that that kid could go on to win it then. And then he'd think, you know what? The only lad who I beat who said good luck into the next round was Kev Dillon. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's the way he'd think. And 
That's what matters, don't it? That that's Bill Lendl. We're all in the same sport. We're all in this sport for the same reason, for the love of the sport. Well, how many times now you've boxed and you've beat someone, you beat me, then they go and have a go at you. Going, well, hang on. We just try. It's not the boxer's fault. When, and sometimes you have your pants pulled down, don't you? But it's not the boxer's fault. He's just yeah, trying his best to win. That's that's it, dog. There's times where you think I've definitely won that, and you're fuming, and you 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 you, you blame the kid that you're fighting because you think it's your fault, but then it's not his fault. It's he's like he's doing what he has to do to try and win, and I do exactly the same. And that that's it. It's, it's the judges, ain't it? That they might see it in a different in a different way. Hmm. Have you got any questions, Craig or Lee, for Niall? Um. It, there's a few actually. I mean, it's more to do with like the boxing side of it. In how do you get across? Cause I don't know if I don't know if I spoke to you before about it, Kev, to say the geography that you're in, being in the Midlands, you're sort of um, not you're the underdog always to start with because it's like pretty much like music. It's quite a regional thing. Whereas if you're down in the major cities and whatever else, then you you know you've got more of a chance of success. Do you find that with where you're from or? I think slowly but surely, Birmingham and like the Midlands are coming through, and I, I understand where you're coming from. But over the, it's been over the years. You see, more years, there's more and more good lads coming through. Like you've got professional and amateur. You've got Cal Yafo, Galau Yafo, Gamal Yafo, the Yafo brothers. They're smashing it. You've got people like Frankie Gavin. You've got Sam Eginton. You've got loads of good people. You see that have come through the years, and, and it's only going to get better. And we're going to get more and more known. Look, he's coming from here. He's smashing it. Midlands, Midlands, Midlands. And that's the only way we're, we're going to evolve as like a unity. Do you know what I mean? Is if we keep pushing through. And we are, as as Kev knows, like, we get, we're getting more and more national champions year by year, year by year. And that's what it's about because that's pushing the Midlands on the map. So people are going to go, ah, oh, he's from the Midlands. He's a good lad, him. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. And that's... That's all you can ask for is the lads are trying their hardest to do their best and the Midlands are supporting that and pushing it. Yeah. Well, I love it when we get past the Midlands rounds because, you know, well, I can't share for Second City because he's come down sparring with us and he's fighting Belgrade. But once we pass the Midlands, I love it when we're all desperate to go, go on, Blue, go on, lad. And we're all yeah. together as a, a, a boxing family. It doesn't matter right. who you're fighting. It, it, it is true. <laughs> yeah, you are right. But, you know, and that. that and you, you see, like, we, we've been away in Newcastle, you go to away to London, you go all over, don't you, Kev? And yeah. when you go away, that other clubs all come together as one, and that's that's literally what it's about, because we're the Midlands, so we're not fighting each other anymore, so we stick together, do you know what I mean? And that, that's that's what you've got to do, that's the way we're, we're only going to get better. Yeah. But a mm. bit back to your boxing career, like, I know how close you are to your dad. But you know, when you first started boxing for England and GB and their coaches take you in, what was that like? Not um, Your dad's always in your ear, but not having him handed up to you. What was it like? To be, you know, it's crazy, look. Um, what I've found is over the years, look, because I've trained with him since I was, since 10, like I was doing little pads and that, like doing little bits. And then you get to a stage where he doesn't have to be there, but you know exactly what he'd want you to do. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like, it, it's always there. Even if he's not there, he's there. Or he's on the end of the phone anyway. But at first it was a bit like weird or some other coaches taking you in. But like, with the GB coaches now, like, the, like, we're all a family, GB. We're all a family. So it's just like, we're all mates. 
when it's business home, it's business, it's serious. Then after you're having a laugh with the coaches and the lads again, and that that's that's what it's about. You know, that's what I that's what I enjoy, and that's what like like I said, my dad's always been in my corner. If he's not in my corner, he's on the end of the phone, or as mad as he's in my head, as crazy as that sounds, he's in my head. I, I think sometimes, all right, my dad would want me to do this, or he wants me to he'd want me to push him on, or and that that's I think that's obviously the luckiness of my dad being my coach. Do you, um, do you, do you like, sorry, carry on Lee, sorry, Craig, sorry. Yeah, sorry, mate. Do you um divide your time up? Is it all boxing or do you divide your time up and, and have like, leisure activities away from boxing to help, help you keep focus or is it just boxing? Me personally, it's like, um, I treat the boxing as, as my job. So it's, I get up in the morning, like with everything that's going on now, I get up in the morning, I go for a run. Then, like, if I wasn't in the garden grafting, trying to make this bar, then I'd be doing another session at 12. And I just structure it. Then when it gets, when I do all my sessions, that's when I literally, I don't do anything. I just chill. I put on Netflix or I play the PlayStation. I just chill out. Like, and that's how I've seen it is I've been doing it for this long. It's literally my life. And when people say that eat, sleep, breathe boxing, I actually do. Because I, I train, yeah. do my training. Then when I don't, I rest him, but when I rest, I, I try and not think about the boxing because yeah. when I get up in the morning again, I'm back on it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah I think but, this, this, you, sorry, this kind of shows you know. the importance of having that structure in your life, doesn't it? Because if you're doing the same things day in, day out, it, you know, it, it helps you evolve, it helps you keep going, and it keeps your mind focused on what you're doing, especially if you're doing that through injury because no doubt in those two, nearly three years now, it'd have been quite easily just to sit on the couch and take that break um, and then yeah. worry about the boxing once your hand's healed. But the problem with yeah. doing that is you're then, you're then behind on where you should have been. Whereas at this point, you're probably, okay, you might not be able to box, but you're still at the same level. Definitely, yeah, definitely. That's the way I've seen it. I've seen it, like, with my injury, um, I've had to, for me to be the best person I can be once I'm out of it. I've had to switch my mind to I'm doing it for a reason. I'm switching on. I'm, and me training, it's, it's it's helped my mindset more than anything. It's it's made me, like, not just do the same thing. Like if Sometimes you get stuck in, a, stuck in a rut. So you training and, like, little bits of activities and that, it, it just switches your whole day up and puts you in a better mood, all fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Moving on to something slightly different. Do, are you one of them who suffers with terrible nerves? I as uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight. I am. I am bad with my nerves. Not what happens is it, it's it's mad. When I, last time I boxed was a long time ago. Obviously, it was in Turkey, and I boxed the first fight before I went into the ring. I got sick everywhere just from nerves. I got sick everywhere. Just literally as about um, to walk to the ring, I had to run to a bin and get sick. And then I got sick and it was like I was better. I was better. Like once I'm in the ring, I'm sorry, it's the nerves before I'll find. But I have yeah. little things. I have ways to like um, deal with them. Like I listen to music. I have, I have the crap with the lads. I put our... Uh, I have a dance. I can't dance, but I try and dance and stuff like that. And it, it just, it just sw switches... I box more best when I'm relaxed. When I'm pent up and angry, it doesn't work for me. And everyone's different. But that's how I find, like, dealing with my nerves. I, 
I chill out before the fight. Uh, when I get to the venue, I get straight in my kit. I think it's just, I try and do the same routine, if, if you know what I mean. And then if I can't do that routine, then I don't panic. If And then I just do what I can to just chill out and relax and just, when I'm, but then when I'm getting ready for, to go in the ring, that's when I'm at my nervous. That's when I'm I'm at really nervous. I'm thinking, okay, then I, you, you start asking yourself questions. I've trained hard for this. I've done what I needed to do. I've done the extra runs. I've done this. And that's what I do to deal with it. That's what I, how I deal with the nerves. Because that's what I want to get you This GB box, Sarah's, won this, won that. And I want, the kids in my gym and in your dad's gym and all the kids who are listening to this around the country really, oh, I'm not the only one who's feeling like this. So I think yeah. that, that's the killer. When you think, well, am I a coward? Because I'm frightened. Then you look around and everyone's feeling it, but they might be showing it differently. So I think more we yeah. can talk about getting these superstars and up-and-coming superstars to go, oh, no, mate, you ain't alone. I feel just like that, if not worse than you. But as soon as I get in there, I'm alright because that's what I'm trying for. That's the fun bit. Yeah. Look, I've had a hundred fights and I'm still nervous. So, look, all the lads around the country and whoever, all the lads watching this from your gym, my gym, you get nerves. Nerves are good. Don't look at them as a bad thing. I'll find when I'm nervous, if I wasn't nervous, I'd be thinking, why am I nervous? Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, I, I perform better when I'm nervous because I think, when I'm nervous, I'm thinking, all right, then. I'm nervous, I'm boxing today. But then, like you said, you train, you train, like, you train your heart out. Like, lads from my gym, and I know for a fact, lads from your gym, we train as much as we can to be at the best of our ability. So when we get in there, that's the easy part. Fighting's the easy part, as mad as, mad as it sounds. Getting punched in the face is the easy part. I bet once you get more nervous about there you are, the European Games or in two years the Commonwealth Games there you are or one of your baby brothers boxing oh my brothers all day long <laughs> all day long nothing will ever make me as nervous as watching my brothers box oh, my heart hurts I'm I'm throwing shots when they're fighting it's the most nerve wracking <laughs> thing ever I, I, I can't be, I can't believe how like my mum used to say when she used to watch when I was younger oh, one day you'll feel it you'll feel it and then when my brother's boxing out, I know how good they are. That's the worst thing. I know how good they are, but I still get nervous. I think they're trying so hard. I just want them to, to win, do you know what I mean? But, like, it, it's 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 one of the most nerve-wracking thing ever. I can't, I can't even point to words how nerve-wracking it is. And I just... Oh, I, I try... when, you have, when you have your baby of your own, that's when it'll be really bad. <laughs> That'll be even worse. I, I can't even I can't even imagine what I'll be like. I'll be fainting. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be at the bar with me yeah I'll be, my career will be over more, I'll be all done in the box and have a drink while me, while me lad's trying to box and I'll be I'll be, I'll be smashed by the time he boxes well I <laughs> credit to your dad and people there because it's your baby and he's sending him in there and once they're in there I mean we've always got the towel but you know your heart's racing when you're in there. When you sat there watching your baby throwing shots, and oh, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could. <laughs> it's bad. I get I get that nervous for them too. It, it's it's crazy because I I know I, I I see how hard they train. Like I, I live with them. Do you know what I mean? I see how hard they train. I see how much they push yourself in the gym. And then 
even though I see how know how good they are, I still get nervous either way. My chest is killing. I'm f- and then I try not show them I'm nervous because I don't want to make them any more yeah. nervous. More nervous about the judges. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you'd pop up. <laughs> Wait, I'm starting to wear your dad in my head. Oh my god, I've got it. But it's great, you know, because you meet so many wonderful, considering people who don't box and never been in the boxing gym, they see these people, they go in there and knocking bowels of snot out of each other. But they don't see the love in the clubs, you know, these people who've got not the best home lives or they're. They're, they're not accepted because they've got a criminal past or they they can come in and be truly loved. And it's great yeah. when you see the, when we're out there and we see other coaches like your dad and these other wonderful people and you start exchanging stories. And it's one of those games that you haven't got to have a lot of money to do it. But the family and the love you can have for going into a boxing gym is remarkable. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, I believe, I think you hit the nail on the head saying, look, some, some of the kids coming in, look, them coming away from their home is a way to get away and to get and to be in the gym. That's the best place they can be. I've seen lad after lad, talented lads, dog, they'll come to the gym for a bit and I think, wow, they're on road. They won't see them again. They'll be out with the mates on the streets and that, dog, causing trouble. Do you know what I mean? So gyms are a blessing. And I honestly believe boxing should be took into every school because the, the things it teaches you about life, dog, it, like, even the little things, dog, your coach, your coach, discipline. You don't actually coach back. <laughs> you won't even think of it. Do you know what I mean? And that's all your teachers. And if you could tell, look, my dad's very tough in the gym. He's very tough. He he says it like he's he's fair but tough. But if he was in a school and lads weren't and lads weren't listening to him, and then they come to the gym, it'd be a different story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I think I think gyms are honestly a blessing and. Uh, I'll see it firsthand with my dad and how much time and effort and love and pain it brings. Like, as much as like you have highs, you have highs and lows in the boxing. And I've seen my dad when he's at his best, when he's got lads after lads performing, performing. Then I've seen when, when like you said, he, he has he's had his pants pulled down from judges and it, it breaks, it breaks. Like, that's why so many coaches come into the coaching game and they'll stay for a bit and then they'll leave because it's so hard. It is so hard. And I take my hat off to any coach out there in the whole country, in the world, because it's a hard, it's a hard game to get into. It really is. Cause I know like your dad, sometimes when we've been there in the same championship and you know, your lads won and for whatever reason, politics or incompetence or whatever it is. And we haven't got the nod. And I've come back so many times to my wife and gone, I don't know what I'm doing it to myself. I'm not seeing you. I'm not seeing me badly. My lad's just won and he hasn't won. And you think, why am I in the game when nothing changes? But we stay in the game for those lives that we are trying to save. Yeah. Because the amount of lives you've 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 saved and you've you've changed, it might not even be massively, it might be like you've gave them more confidence or they've come into the gym with a bit of weight on them and you've got the weight off them and that and that that's made their mindset so much better. Because now they're more confident in themselves. And then uh, it could be the littlest things. It could be that they're getting bullied and they've come to the gym and then now they know how to look after themselves. They might be as little as that. And now if they say something, they'll get in the shape. They're not even throw a punch. They'll get in the shape and the kids will think, well, I'm not messing with him anymore. From as little as that. And that's 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 why gyms are so precious to, to our country, I, I believe. 
it's a sense of belonging as well, isn't it? Like it's, I mean, how many times I've come down to yours, Kevin, you see just a multitude of different backgrounds of people. And as soon as they walk in the gym, there's no frowns, there's no animosities. It's literally all love and respect. However they act outside the gym with each other, it, it's not portrayed in the gym because everything, all your animosities, all your prejudice, everything is left at that door. And there's an element of respect and it's just a neutral ground. And I think it is, as you say, it should be brought into the schools. But unfortunately, all the red tape that's around, oh, you, you can't even say, you know, certain words or you can't even do this out in the other. So taking a contact sport into the schools, um, it's, a, it's probably not going to happen uh, anytime soon, is it fully, you know, as part of the mm. curriculum? Mm. Yeah. But when you touched on then, Craig, it's, it is right like you walk into a gym, any gym, especially around here, and you'll have a, a, a West Indian lad, a lad, a Muslim lad, a Sikh lad, a, Ro a Romani traveller, an Irish traveller, and all these people that apparently don't get along are brothers, and they, yeah. they don't care about Definitely. anything else apart from I'm a lion. I don't care if you get to Crestwood or Holly Hall or whatever school it is. When I'm here or when I'm age, when I'm wearing my vest or my hoodie, I'm a lion. And that, yeah. that's what family is. The Dillons is a very small family, but I've got such an extensive family of all my team members who, who have been never, if they've boxed or if they've turned up, once a lion, always a lion. And I know your club's like that, isn't it? Definitely. Like, like, like you said, it's, it is like a second family. And that's, that. what more can you want? You, you, you're training with lads that are your best pals. Like, you, create, you get that many friends in the boxing game. Uh, even like international is a different story but you know like in national level and Midlands level like everyone knows everyone and, and uh, like that's what it's about because you go say you're going to the nationals and I've got my younger brother who's fighting in it we bring a team with us because we're all a family we all represent Kingston Secretary like you said you, the Lions and that that's once like you said once you're a Lion you're always, and that's the same with our club but I always see lads now who don't box for us anymore or they don't, they come for a bit and they train really hard and they've earned, they've earned more respect than my dad's respect. And I see him, I say, all right, how are you? Because And they come up to me because we know that they know what we go through to be a boxer. Do you know what I mean? And that that's, and it shows because the respect's there, boom, straight away. And that that's it. Respect, that's the big thing about it. And I think that's what the, the world's lacking at the moment. Respect, like your respect for your teachers, the respect for the NHS, the respect for the coppers, respect for your family. And I think that's something that's been overlooked a lot. And in the clubs, you say, like, I remember when I was training, my dad gives one the almighty rollicking and the big skinhead hell's angel go, sorry, Bob. <laughs> he's got his respect, but he's, he's, all, he's got the respect, but he's got the love. You're only shouting at me to make me better. Because if I walked yeah. in today and said, Bob, my mum's died. It'd be, come on, come, come over here, son. Let's have a good chat. Bro, I've lost my job, Bob. Come on, let's go and have a chat. And that, cool. that's the love. Definitely, I, I think, definitely. I think, Kev, like, we, we your dad, you know, I was sitting first hand when I used to train when I was when I was younger. Uh, must have been about 14. And he's the only man that's really ever shouted at you or at somebody and you've loved him for it. You know, yeah. he's... he's you have your rollicking and you've loved him for it because you know it comes from a good place and it comes to excel you because he can see you can be excelled. You, you've you not reached your full potential. 
And you've got to admire a man like that that can give you a rollicking and you want to hug him for it. <laughs> well, Paddy's very much like that, your dad, isn't he? He's, he's a character. He is. He is. And that, that's, like I see, my, my dad's a very fiery person. But like he's fiery, but he means he means out the truth is of the bottom of his heart because he's doing it like you said he's doing everything to make you better. So you just listen to it and you respect because you go whatever he said. All right, and I'll do it. All right, and I'll do it. And uh, Kev, your dad's exactly the same up GB, and he yeah. makes me laugh. He he reminds me of my dad. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. I love you. I love, I love Bob. He makes me laugh. Makes me laugh. And then say if you're doing something wrong, he'll go. Not not many times. He's never shouted at me because he doesn't need to. He goes, no, you need to do this or you need to do this and tells me and I go, all right, and I'll do that and I'll do that and then he'll come again 10 minutes later and go, well, I'll do this now and I'll go, all right, and so I'll do that and because he, he wants what's best for me and that, what what wouldn't you listen to someone who wants what's best for you? Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, yeah, bang on, I can't add anything to that. But while we're here, because we're going to finish in a little bit, but um, all about the boxing family, and this is nationwide. But I heard the other day um, that a coach from Pinewood, um, what's what's his name? What's the name again, Lee? Les, it's Les Stevens. Les, Les Stevens, sorry, my mind just went blank there. Les Stevens from the Pinewood Boxing Club, which is down south, has tragically lost his life to the coronavirus. So from the Lions and Second City and all the clubs around there. Big condolences. Was a good, what, what, did, what did he accomplish, Lee? Um, Commonwealth. Uh, I can't remember now, mate. To be honest, a Commonwealth champion. Commonwealth, I'm sure he's a, yeah, Commonwealth Games bronze, I think, or something Brands, like that. That's it, yeah. yeah something like that. And he yeah. achieved so many with his boxers because every championship should go to which are the national levels. Pinewood's there. So, Definitely. from the bottom of my heart, I send my love to everyone from the club and to your family. So, Niall, what we normally do, mate, have you got any sayings or something that have kept you? You know, when you're in that that dark room or when your hand's gone, has there been any sayings or quotes you can think of that have pulled you back from that place? Me, I have, I find that I've always said, I've got two, I'll give you one of them. I've always no, said, Persistence is key. So that that could be in anything. That could be like could be going for a job and you can't, you you won't get it and you won't get it and you won't get it. Then tenth, then a year down the line you get it. And it's just the persistence if you keep trying and trying and trying and trying and never stop trying until you get it. It's like with goals, you set yourself goals. And it I find you could do four me as a boxer, I could be trying my hardest for four years. And then on the fifth year, it could happen. And then it, oh, that's all that matters. It happened. So that's what I found. Persistence is the key. Um, and my set, my second one is uh, everything happens for a reason. So no matter what place you're in at this moment in time, it's going to get better because it, there's a plan. There's a plan. So you might be in your darkest hour, but get through it because it's going to get better because everything happens for a reason. This is setting you up for something. It's opening doors. It's it's creating new opportunities for you, and that that's that's how I that's how I that's how I've got through to what I've got through with my hand. And that's why Niall, that's why you're gonna get it, mate. And we'll be there, all us uh, yam yams and brummies, we'll be there supporting <laughs> you in the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm real. laughs> 
But once again, thank you ever so much for coming on, bro. Give me love to yeah. the family. Well, do, well, and do. gang, that's us done for a week now, gang. So, oh no, we're here on Thursday with um, Nikki Cadman, which is Lee Cadman's wife. When we first started, we did an episode two sides of the same coin, where I was talking about having a disability, and all my life being rich, being blind, being visually impaired, but I struggled with this, and I I never thought how it would have been on my parents. And it wasn't until I was a dad when I had Jasmine that I thought how it affected my parents. So Lee Cadman, as you know, has got a disabled daughter. So we were talking about that, saying how hard I struggled, but how hard he struggles. So we're going to have his wife coming on on Thursday, live at six o'clock. And it's going to be her story of how it affects mums to have a poorly, a poorly daughter. So please tune in, same time on Thursday. So until next week, gang, take care of yourselves and each other. ta a bit. Right. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta bit. Listen.